Hello and welcome to this all new episode of Poetry Spoken Here. I am producer and technical director Jack Rossiter-Munley and I am here to talk about an exciting new project that we're launching. So because of the current coronavirus pandemic, most events have been shut down, closed, postponed indefinitely, and that means that open mics and other venues for people to share their poetry in person are just not happening and a lot of people are either being asked to shelter in place or at the very least limit the amount to which they go outside. So we got to thinking that through this podcast, there is a really great means to connect poets and to give everyone a creative outlet and a sense of creative community. So we have started something we're calling the open mic of the air. And this is going to be uh, basically a an open mic that we put together on the podcast. So The full guidelines are available on the website, poetryspokenhere.com. You can click on Open Mic of the Air and read all of them. But basically, you can make a recording of yourself. Please state your name, where you're from, and the title of the poem or poems that you want to read, and then read the poems. The recording can be up to five minutes long, and then send it in to us. You send it to openmicoftheair at gmail.com. And then we will make sure to respond to everybody, and we're going to try to get as many of these submissions up as we can. Uh, At least initially, just because the editorial team here is English-speaking, we're asking that if you do want to submit a poem in another language that you provide a translation of it. Um, We can't guarantee accurate review of other languages, and we want to be responsible about what kind of content we're posting. So again, the open mic of the air, the first episode of it is going to be coming out next Friday, March 27th. So get on over there and submit. If you have questions, you can always email in either to openmicoftheair at gmail.com or to the regular poetry spoken here at gmail.com address. And we will be sure to let everybody know when their poems are going up and we'll be sure to promote all of these open mics uh, of the air, which will go out on our regular podcast feed and get posted on all of our regular social media channels. So open mic of the air, get to it. Here's the episode. I'm Charlie Rossiter, and this is Poetry Spoken Here. Today, we offer an appreciation of the poetry of Margaret Atwood. She was born in Toronto in 1939 and is certainly known around the world as a novelist, especially for The Handmaid's Tale, and there's the sequence, A Testament. But she has also been writing poetry her entire adult life. Yes, She has published 17 novels, and this fall, her 18th book of poetry will be published. That's fall 2020. I've got a few poems here to read for you that I think mm, say a lot about her as a poet. Here's one. This is from her. She has been around long enough that she has more than one uh, book of selected poems. This is new and selected poems from in the 80s. So uh, she wrote them when she was about 40-ish, or late 30s, 40. There's an earlier uh, selected poems. The words continue their journey. Do poets really suffer more than other people? Isn't it only that they get their pictures taken and are seen to do it? The loony bins are full of those who never wrote a poem. 
most suicides are not poets. A good statistic. Some days, though, I want still to be like other people. But then I go and talk with them. These people who are supposed to be other, and they are much like us, except that they lack the sort of thing we think of as a voice. We tell ourselves they are fainter than we are, less defined, that they are what we are defining, that we are doing them a favor, which makes us feel better. They are less elegant about pain than we are. But look, I said, us, though I may hate your guts individually and want never to see you, though I prefer to spend my time with dentists because I learn more, I spoke of us as we. I gathered us like the members of some doomed caravan, which is how I see us, traveling together, the women veiled and singly, with an intern sight and the eyes averted, the men in groups with their mustaches and passwords and bravado. In the place we're stuck in, the place we've chosen, a pilgrimage that took a wrong turn somewhere far back and ended here in the full glare of the sun and the hard red-black shadows cast by each stone, each dead tree lurid in its particulars, its doubled gravity, but floating, too, in the arola of stone, of tree. We're no more doomed, really, than anyone as we go together through this moon terrain where everything is dry and perishing and so vivid into the dunes, vanishing out of sight, vanishing out of the sight of each other, vanishing even out of our own sight, looking for water. I just love Margaret Atwood's poetry. What can I say? I've got a couple more here for you. This one from her earlier selected poems, which cover the years, uh, yeah, 60s and 70s. These are in this one um, called Mud Woman. She has a lot to say about about women and how they live and how they're forced to live or choose to live. And men, too. There's no title for this. This story was told to me by another traveler just passing through. It took place in a foreign country, as everything does. When he was young, he and another boy constructed a woman out of mud. She began at the neck and ended at the knees and elbows. They stuck to the essentials. Every sunny day, they would row across to the island where she lived. In the afternoon, when the sun had warmed her, and make love to her, sinking with ecstasy into her soft, moist belly, her brown, wormy flesh where small weeds had already rooted. They'd take turns. They were not jealous. She preferred them both. Afterward, they would repair her, making her hips more spacious, enlarging her breasts with their shining stone nipples. His love for her was perfect. He could say anything to her. Into her, he spilled his entire life. She was swept away in a sudden flood. He said no woman since, then has equaled her. Is this what you would like me to be, this mud woman? Is this what I would like to be? It would be so simple. 
getting down to basics and pretty intense, at least to my taste. And that's uh, moving back to the other book of selected poems that I have here. A couple of uh, poems that show her lighter side. I'd forgotten about these. I had this book a long time ago. And this one's called <laughs> The Aging Female Poet Reads Little Magazines. Amazing young beautiful woman poets with a lot of hair falling down around their faces like a bad ballet, their eyes oblique over their cheekbones. They write poems like blood in a dead person that comes out black or at least deep purple, like smashed grapes. Perhaps I was one of them once, too late to remember the details, the veils. If I were a man, I would want to console them and would not succeed. And finally, another one of her aging female poet poems, which I think definitely shows her her lighter side. We're doing an appreciation of Margaret Atwood's poetry, the uh, four poems in this podcast, all by Margaret Atwood, and uh, easy to find in selected uh, poems from the uh, six, 70s, 60s, 70s, and later selected new poems published in the 80s. The aging female poet sits on the balcony. The front lawn is littered with young men who want to pay me to pay attention to them, not to their bodies and their freshly washed cotton skins, not to their enticing motifs of bulb and root, but to their poems. In the backyard, on the other hand, are the older men who want me to pay attention to their bodies. Ah, men, why do you want all this attention? I can write poems for myself. Make love to a doorknob if absolutely necessary. What do you have to offer me I can't otherwise accept, can't find otherwise except humiliation, which I no longer need. I gather dust for practice. My attention wanders like a household pet once leashed, now out on the prowl. An animal, neither dog nor cat, unique and hairy, snuffling among the damp leaves at the foot of the hedge, among the afterbloom of irises, which melt like blue and purple ice back into air, hunting for something lost, something to eat or love, among the twists of earth, among the glorious bear-claw sunsets, evidence of the red life that is leaking out of me into time, which become each night more final. And so, folks, I am encouraging you, obviously, to just take a look at the poetry of Margaret Atwood. She has a, a number of wonderful books. Also, in addition to the poetry and the novels, she wrote a, a really good book about Canadian literature, sort of a survey of can lit, looking for themes, and it is called Survival. It was published uh, quite a while ago also, I think perhaps back in the 1970s or 80s, and, um, and her short stories are outstanding as well, if you're wondering, if you've ever even thought about the fact that she also writes short stories. And so I'm Charlie Rossiter, encouraging you to send us an audio recording of yourself with a poem to the open mug of the air, and to say, this is Poetry Spoken Here. Be with us again next time to let poetry speak to you.
You've been listening to Poetry Spoken Here. I'm Charlie Rossiter, inviting you to join us again next time to let poetry speak to you. Music for today's program was written and performed by Jack Rossiter Mundley. And remember, Poetry Spoken Here is more than a podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash poetry spoken here. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash poetry spoken here. For more about today's show and other Poetry Spoken Here podcasts, as well as our blog, just visit our website, poetryspokenhere.com. If you'd like to submit suggestions of poets or topics for future podcasts, you can send to our email address, poetryspokenhere at gmail.com.